Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we've done it, folks. We have reached the final film in the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. The trilogy that you at home chose, and dare I say, were correct to do so. The best of all the trilogy choices out there. Uh, And I'm saying this because uh, one of our guests, maybe both of my guests, disagree with that statement. But Mm. we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Kung Fu Panda 3 is the film we are watching. And joining us as our guest who has not seen it and completing her first venture into the Kung Fu Panda Thuniverse, I guess, um, it is Dr. Sarah Curtis. We did it, Mr. Frollo. We made it to Mordor. Are you anticipating an emotional scene where Crane carries Poe up a volcano? <laughs> you know what? That would vastly improve this trilogy. Yeah. If it's not in there, I'm disappointed. Okay. Um, so, so just a recap in case folks hadn't heard the last two episodes. Kung Fu Panda 1 was a bit rocky. Uh, a lot rocky. You weren't, weren't a fan of it. Wait, I haven't been having a good year of films yeah. on this podcast. But Kung Fu Panda 2, you quite liked it was fine yeah like i wouldn't say it's my favorite thing ever but i had a good time excellent so with kung fu panda 3 then what what are you anticipating well you know now i've had one terrible one one average one Mm. maybe we'll have something brilliant i'm more (sighs) anticipating something in the middle of terrible and average you know nothing can be as bad as the first one i um going to disagree a little bit oh god what am i getting into well i haven't seen it so i don't know i've not seen kung fu panda 3 but i I don't think kung fu panda 1 was that bad though i do agree it was not good yeah how many fat jokes can you really fit into your film Uh, a lot apparently Mm. Uh, and that was one of the not good things but um but yeah i I, i'm i am really curious to see where this one goes because i do agree there is a definite uptick from one to two. One is kind of like, yeah, this is pretty good. Two is like, oh no, this is actually much better. <laughs> which which was I don't nice want to, to gouge my eyes out. Yes. Okay. Well, luckily for you and for me, we have someone who has seen Kung Fu Panda three. It is uh, cinema's own Robert Woods. Oh, cinema owns me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert, Your soul. You, oh. you, you watch so many films a year. It must. It must do. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Uh, how you doing, Robert? Uh, about a seven. Excellent. And Kung Fu Panda three. Kung Fu Panda 3 um, is the third. It is. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what can we expect, those of us who have not seen KFP3, what can we expect? Um, pandas. Mm-hmm. A lot. Ah, so the, the little stinger at the end of 2, where there were a lot of That's pandas. A very, very specific, mm-hmm. pointed setup, yes. Okay. Yeah. A lot of pandas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not just Kung Fu Panda, it's Kung Fu Pandas. They actually, you know, yeah. missed the mark in their, their promo material, really. It's, uh, just yeah. Pluralize it. I, I guess so. It's, um, it feels like <laughs> so many trilogies mm. do, do this in their third film where they like, they, they bring in the dad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and this this trilogy is no different. Although I will say it's it's not the end of Kung Fu Panda. There are copious shorts, TV series, made for TV movies, hmm. a lot of 
stuff on Amazon and Netflix. I vote they're, not watching them. Uh, they're no. churning them out. Uh, well, so if you love yeah. this trilogy, there's plenty more material for you to look at. DreamWorks knows how to franchise. The extended universe. Yeah. Yeah. The Furniverse, please. We've, we've got a name for it now. Um, yeah. I, I am curious, Robert, to, to sort of, before we delve into it, though, get a sense of where, where does Kung Fu Panda sit for you? Because obviously I joked before saying that it was the best trilogy option because we had a conversation before about how great uh, how to Train Your Dragon is. Mm. Um, but but for you, where, where is Kung Fu Panda in the quite long list now of 3D animated trilogies? Um, it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, it's not... I don't think it's terrible. Mm. Um, but it's not one of my favourites. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a fine watch. It's, it's fine. It's fine. My favorite word on this podcast. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Look, fine. Fine is fine. That's <laughs> that's the way it goes. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And just before we go into it, uh, we should point out that um, because we are in the wonderful uh, cinematic lair of Robert Woods, um, we are going to attempt to watch some of this film in three dimensions. Possibly all of it. Possibly all of it. We'll see how we go. Because, <laughs> uh, Robert, you have a the capacity to play 3D movies. I do. And... Uh, some something tells me it might be one of the only novelties that will help get us through this. So, <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's called a lair, I'm having some very you know Phantom of the Opera kind of leanings right now. I, I should point out, I called it a lair. Then Robert has never referred to this, as, as far as I'm aware, as a cinematic lair. I call this my home office. <laughs> <laughs> so does the Phantom. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does a. Uh, put the phantom in in a whole new light it's <laughs> his does. home office it's his friendly come, come christine yeah. come christine see come on. sit on the fitball as, <laughs> as i do my taxes ignore my filings <laughs> well with all that floating being... they the... probably <laughs> burned <laughs> down with all those candles uh well with all that being said shall we watch kung fu panda 3 are you sure we can't watch Rings of Power? No, no, we're, we're going to watch it. I know it's Rings of Power has come out today and you love Lord of the Rings. But if just think, if it's really bad, I've saved you from watching it for a few hours. Think of it that way. She's not thinking of it that way. No, she's not. Well, in that case, let's get on with watching this film. So for those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services and prepare to skidoosh as we watch Kung Fu Panda 3. Hello everybody and welcome back. We have just finished watching Kung Fu Panda 3. D. D. That's right. We, we watched it, Kung Fu Panda 3, in three dimensions. And I'm joined, uh, as always, for this episode by my special guests, Robert Woods. Hello. And Sarah Curtis. Doctor. Sorry, Doctor. Doctor Sarah Elizabeth Curtis. Elizabeth. And non-Doctor Robert James Woods. If you're okay with your full names being out there. Oh, no. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just for, just in case you don't want to be doxxed or something. RJ. Yes. Um, yeah. RJW and SEC. I'll be there in a sec. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, joining us uh, for Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah, We just watched right. it. And we watched it in 3D, which is why I'm a little bit giddy, I think. <laughs> uh, Sarah. Yeah. It was your first time watching Kung Fu Panda 3. What did you think of it? It was fine. Mm-hmm. There we go. There's that <laughs> phrase again. 
like, that's how I feel about Kung Fu Panda in general. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's it's not Overall, brilliant. Yeah. It's not terrible. There were bits about it I didn't like. There were bits I did like. Which bits do you want me to talk about first? Well, let's, let's start with the stuff that you liked, because that's so rare for you with an animation <laughs> to like things. Look, if they did an animation well, I would like it. Okay, so, so what did you enjoy about this one? Uh, I really enjoyed the opening sequence again. So it seems to be the theme of the Kung Fu Pandas is the opening sequences are amazing. It's just the rest of it just kind of follows and it's a little bit whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed the spirit realm. Mm. Um, I was sitting there going, oh, are we in a Marvel film? Is this a Star War? Like, yeah. you know, we're watching a different show right now. Mm. Uh, so the fact that it reminded me of something else made me like it. Okay. I must admit, the Spirit Realm stuff was a little bit uh, Dormammu, I have come to bargain. Uh, and yeah. it was and it was great. Like, there was a real... There was a real visual style, and there was a real almost sound style to this film, because this film came out in 2016 that made me realise the mid-2010s had a style mm. that now that we're a couple of <laughs> years on from... Now. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. So, in, in particular, um, General Kai's theme tune, that sort of, like, really raucous, like... Bam, 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 at the beginning, where it, it felt like a lot of uh, isometric RPGs that I've played from the same time period. <laughs> Boss battle. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit um, like Divinity Original Sin 2 is the best way I can describe his his, his theme specifically. And it's that this, this isn't a criticism. Uh, I, I just think it, it was just a surprise to me where it was like, oh, a film that came out six years ago... Um, already feels of its time as opposed Dated. to yeah well it's just it's more just that things have have changed a little bit like you compare it to something like um like the most recent animation i think i've seen was Encanto, which uh, a very different film trying to do very different things but even then some of the sort of visual cues um as well as the sound cues do feel like they're of that time to an extent what you see in this one and Maybe you'll know better than I Because I have not watched the first two For a very long time Mm. But I feel like the series Got more Graphical as it went on Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, This one in particular Utilises a lot Of like it like the backgrounds just end up fading away Completely and just being gradients Of colour like really solid Because my favourite Thing about the previous two was the backgrounds really yeah so Mm. as soon as you pointed out that they were more gradient i was like oh but my favorite part yeah it's gone they're they're still there but also well i mean for one thing it's cheaper and it's quicker to render Mm. but also it's uh it's visually it's way more comic booky kind Mm. of like uh flat style and um that kind of 2D graphical style has been creeping into 3D animation a lot since this film came out. Um, And it's very popular now, especially in Sony films. Um, But now we're seeing it creeping into like Pixar with um, turning red Mm -hmm. um, and them like pulling in way more of these little graphical elements to punctuate scenes and to, Mm. to do that. And also that to whenever they're having a flashback or telling a story, um, switching up the animation style. I always love it when they do that. And especially um, when they do go to a way more two-dimensional graphical style, but you're watching it in 3D. Mm, and they cool. and so you can see it layered in, in depth. Mm. Um, I enjoy stuff like that. So We did watch this film in 3D. 
um, R- Robert Woods in his amazing cinematic lawyer slash home office has um, has has the capacity to show 3D films. Um, and so we're sat there with our, with our fun little glasses watching the film. And I'm curious, Sarah, do you think that actually aided this film or was it just like a, a bit of fluff and nonsense? It was a bit of a gimmick for this film. Mm. It's not yeah. like it, it did anything for the story. Like there's certain films you're like, I get why this is 3D. Like... Mm. The shark is coming to get me. Mm. Um, <laughs> the tornado is out of this world. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's like, oh, look at the the pretty pebbles as they float past me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, little things like that. So it's, you know, some nice added details, especially when we're in that 2D realm, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, I yeah, could have taken it's, off. It's very... Um, it, they don't draw it. They don't use it for, mm. for anything very specific. Um, so mainly all of the scenes that are just like people talking or, or action shots that are wides and stuff that it, it never really comes out of the screen at you. It's always just very stately and yeah. very simple yeah. to watch, which makes it easy to watch. Yeah. And it also m- means that, uh, after a while you kind of do forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just watching the film. I did appreciate nothing jumping out at me because yeah. I, I do find that when that happens, it does take me out of the film. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's right. I'm wearing some glasses. I don't normally wear. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot less color. And a, a little bit of me would like to watch this film again to, to get back some of that color, which that's you true, lose yeah. through watching the 3d process. But, um, but I, I thought the 3d was, was really good in this as generally I find 3d works best with CG animated films. Cause Absolutely. you can change what is needed much easier than if you have to film for 3d. Yeah. And even when you film in 3d, there's, you know, mm. ever so slight differences between two lenses and, and in terms of like, if there's reflective surfaces and stuff that, 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 that screws around with the perception and, mm. or transparent surfaces, like you, you never quite know. Sounds expensive. It's it is tricky and annoying, um, but but in CG, it's because it's so controlled and um, easy enough to render out yeah. again from a slightly different angle. Uh, yeah, they generally look really nice, especially with nice um, solid characters like like graphical um, rounded <laughs> surfaces that uh, that uh, are lit so colourfully mm. like they are in this one. Lots of colour in this one. Yeah, it, it, it worked really nicely. The The other film, animated film that I've seen in 3D is uh, the fourth Shrek film, also DreamWorks, uh, Shrek Forever After. Right. And I, I'll try saying that again. Shrek Forever After. And I saw that in the cinema with the 3D glasses. That would have been about 2010. And they had a little bit more of that stuff that feels like it was, oh, we know this is going to be in 3D. There's a bit where mm. I think Shrek's swinging on a chandelier and you get a shot that compositionally i think has been chosen because you're going to see the shan- the chandelier swinging towards you or away from you but it was really effective in well, that if film. you want a chandelier swinging at you go and see the phantom of the opera <laughs> <laughs> that's of true the, the ultimate 3d experience where it almost <laughs> lands on you um the story of this film which we haven't touched on yet um is pretty much the story of all the other kung fu panda films yeah <laughs> but but it's interesting how in this film it really feels like it's completing something I hadn't noticed about the Kung Fu Panda trilogy, which is that it is also the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. You've got your first film about your little 
farm boy slash dumpling boy <laughs> figuring out um who who he is and he's got to take out the big bad you've got the dark second chapter with revelations about fathers and all this stuff and then you've got the fun third one with all the cute bears that save the day like it really is just the star wars films. It, it is all the the um yeah finding out who you are and also introducing the dad I do... One of the things I liked about the first Kung Fu Panda so much was the flat-out refusal to acknowledge uh, Ping, the the goose, as, um, as not being Poe's dad. Yeah, mm. they don't even say, ooh, he's adopted. Like, like- that it's, it's mm. never addressed... And it's just accepted. And there, there was something really nice about that. And in introducing this storyline, it means they have to they have to break that mm. and address it. And part of me wishes they kind of left it alone. I mean, <laughs> but I, the other part of me yeah. is like uh, James Hong is probably my favorite part of all of these films. <laughs> that, I mean, and yeah. his character. That's fair. I'd agree. Like, yeah. I, I think he's the best in anything that they give him to do. Like, I think he, he probably had more to do in this film because of this storyline. Mm. And so I can't be mad at it <laughs> because... I mean, he has a pretty big role in the second film, though, because they, they do reveal... That's where they find out that well, yeah, it's not that, the biological that's, father. Yeah. But I also quite like, in that film, how they, how they covered it, um, simply because... The the parents, whoever Poe's parents were, is not really integral to the story. Because mm. we don't care who they are, really. We, we, we care about Poe. We care about Mr. Pink. But, yeah, having the dad turn up in the third film is kind of like, is, there's really only one way that this can go. And it's the way that it always goes <laughs> when you introduce that, which is, you know, the dad's like a shitty version of the main character. Uh, he's either morally dubious or he's morally dubious or he has dubious morals. That's that's <laughs> the only way it can go. Yeah. And in this, True. you know, Brian Cranston's, you know, a fantastic actor in, in lots of stuff. But in this, they could have literally just had a guy voice it and I would have been just as interested. Which is not much at all. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with any of these animated films these days. I mm. don't understand the the need for all of this celebrity voice casting when mm. there's such great voice actors that specialize in this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's their whole thing is being able mm. to do amazing voices. But Jackie Chan was the monkey. Jackie Chan was the monkey, right? he Rob. got at least two lines. Yeah. yeah. Maybe three. He got more lines than, than Lucy Liu. He Lou. got more lines than Lucy Liu. I know. What, what, an, what an easy paycheck. Like she just rocks up yeah. one day during lunch. And says a word and then leaves. Well, I mean, the reality is, is Lucy Liu probably recorded quite a lot of lines for this film. Yeah. And they would have all been cut. Because this film felt like it should have been longer than 95 minutes. I'm glad that it wasn't. Because all three Kung Fu Panda films have been decently an hour and a half and no more than that. But it does feel as though there was a slightly... Either a slightly longer story in here. Or they didn't use the time as well in this film as they did in the previous film. And it, it, yeah, it, it is a shame when, when roles do get cut down. Because I liked that we got Mantis and Snake fleshed out in the second film. I was waiting for that to happen to all the others. Yeah. Like, we had the little adventure in this one um, with Mantis and Stork. Um, and, Stork. Mm. and I was like, yay, friendship! Let's have more friendship! Oh, no, they're no, done. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted more Master Chicken, I'll be honest. Master Chicken <laughs> made me laugh quite a lot. Uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> why wasn't Master Chicken in the first one? This- was it Alan Tudyk? 
It, probably. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's assume he's lurking in there somewhere doing a voice. But but the story of Poe's father in the Panda Village, ah, I, I, it didn't it didn't grab me as much. And I think it's maybe because it's something that we've seen before in so many other films where it's mm. protagonist is the only one of their kind a couple of films in we discover they're not the only one of their it's shrek they're not the only one of their kind yeah. there's a whole village of shreks there's a whole village of poes in this case um, but it's but it's a fine story it's it's just it didn't grab me as much as maybe kung fu panda 2 did i, I would say yeah it definitely wasn't as good as kung fu panda 2 and i don't know in this one, it really undercut itself a few times. Yeah. Like you, you have moments where, you know, he's, he's the dragon and you see the, the whole dragon around him in glowing, glowing light because he's using the force. And suddenly he starts making jokes. And that's a moment that if you want it to land, you have to embrace the sincerity of it. That's why Lord of the Rings works because it's sincere the whole way through. It doesn't wink at the camera. It doesn't make a sly That's, little yeah. thing of, oh, I mean, this is a kid's but, movie. But he's winked at the camera for the previous two films. Like, and it kind of worked, not really. But six it, it year olds will get better. restless. Yeah. You see them sitting there in the audience. They need a joke. I mean, they I, don't. Let's, let's not well, treat look, our, it's our also, audience like they're dumb. It's also a, a DreamWorks film that made their name off the Shrek movies and that mm. that style of of a of a reverence and, and breaking the force uh, wall. Is fine. I like that. It's just there's certain moments that if you leave them alone, they work way better. I mean, it yeah. it, it is interesting because this film is quite unshrek like in that there are very few pop culture references. There's very little, like yeah, but the there's still there. but but there is that that sort of uh, there's that a fear yeah. of sincerity yeah. um, that's and that and that, that was, goes away when. Mm we actually get to you know how to train your dragon yeah which... and that yeah. and that wasn't present i would say in for large parts in the first this, two films in this film right. it does feel like they broke from that sincerity a bit more well this one feels like like uh, uh yeah we we were doing a trilogy all along <laughs> yep we definitely uh, planned this. this this is yep uh, we're not rushing this out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after the second one did so well unexpectedly. Um, yeah, Star Wars episode nine. And it also feels like it's had a way less budget than the. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the scope of it feels way more contained. Um, there's more character designs, but just even in terms of like the the world building and stuff, as we said, like the the lack of backgrounds and the mm. like stylistic choice, sure, but like also I feel like it's also budgetary. Yeah, like they blew uh, their choice. budget on that opening sequence, <laughs> and then they were like, ah, oh, no background from now on. Yeah, that that's all you get. Uh, I just looked up. Um, Master Chicken was not voiced by Alan Tudyk. Uh, it not was Disney. It was voiced by Stephen Kieran, um, who was the mayor in Megamind. Right, that's his top credit. <laughs> okay. um, he's but probably he, that means he's probably one of the animators. He is. Like, he's he's done a lot of small voice work in in Dream in DreamWorks films. So yeah, he, he's probably someone on the production he, yeah, stuff. He, he's done voices in Monsters vs Aliens, Madagascar, uh, other Kung Fu Panda films. So yeah, uh, although he was in Twin Peaks, he was the FBI driver. Oh nice. So yeah, looks like yeah, he's Maybe got so, he's got some acting. Yeah. He's not just an animator yeah. that talks to people. We're assuming. We don't know. We know nothing about this man, Stephen Kieran, but thank you for playing Master Chicken because Master Chicken was great. (laughs) I I loved him. I did like the use of Poe's dad to contrast with Mr. Ping and that storyline was okay, but I feel like we already did the Mr. Ping as Poe's dad story better in the second film. Mm -hmm. 
I, I still enjoyed it. And again, you know, it was great seeing um, uh, seeing Mr. Ping like dealing with a bunch of terrible panda children and then getting really emotional where he's like, oh, it's just like Ping used to be. <laughs> um, but, and you know, and, and more James Hong is always welcome. Yes. But it did feel like we, we've kind of covered this already uh. to an extent. It almost feels as though maybe... This was a trilogy just because they felt they needed a third and the second film made a lot of money. It kind yeah. of feels like that a little bit. I will also say that DreamWorks has this habit and it started creeping into uh, other studio, animated studios as well, but they definitely have this habit of ending their films with giant particle systems. Mm. <laughs> that resolve everything. <laughs> and um, I think this one does the least in terms of effort of explaining and rewarding the uh, the reasoning behind powers being granted. But it, they had the chi, Robert. They the, had the chi. I Which, mean, it's 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 a problem from the mid twenty tens. Is is the use of chi as this <laughs> magical force? It's happened in a few other films from around that time. And I remember reading about it, going. Oh, yeah, that's actually quite problematic. So now I'm watching films with that in. I'm like, oh, this is super problematic. Yeah, because it's like the force, but a real thing from the real world. That's okay, right? Please explain to me why it's not, because I'm playing a sarcastic character at the moment. Yeah, no, it, 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 I mean, for starters, a problem is that it's quite lazy, as, as, as you sort of intimated there, Rob, that... The particle effects are fantastic and they're really lovely and it's nice to see. Bit of a deus ex <laughs> Yeah, the explanation is, hang on a second, if we all believe really hard, we're going to get glowing hot palms. And... Power of love. Family. Yeah, we've seen it in a bunch of other things. It just doesn't feel like it was terribly well executed. And I think it's because I didn't care for Li Shang as, yeah. you know, Poe's father. He's... Poe should have just not talked to him again, I kind of felt. I was like, he's, he's not yeah. a good dad. I was cool with the dad just disappearing and, you know... Just yeah. having Mr. Ping there. But uh, but I also do appreciate the opportunity for a character having the opportunity to do better. Even if I don't like them. <laughs> like, it's it's still... Yeah, they should still have the opportunity to go, oh, I really messed up. Okay, I'm going to try and amend my behaviour. And I like that they tied him to Mr. Ping because it's like, here's a good dad. <laughs> he'll, he'll help you out. And I kind of appreciated that they put those it's, two together. It's weird though, because like, that arc is not set up no no though that way like it's not set up that he wants to be a dad and he's failing at being a dad mm. and then he learns to be a good dad from paying like it that's not quite what was set up in the film mm. it was more i'm gonna teach you how to be a panda yeah and i'm gonna teach you about your roots mm. and where you came from uh speaking of the pandas uh, Sarah, because this was your first time watching it, did you have a favourite new panda <laughs> of the ones that were introduced in this film? Okay, good question. Did you like Dim and Sum, the <laughs> uh, the, uh, the surprisingly flighty twins? Uh, well, there was one I hated. Oh, was it Grandma? No, I liked Grandma. Was it the one that went Baby Tiger? That was my favourite. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> yeah, she was adorable. Yeah. Uh, who, who was, was it? Was it Nunchuck? It was okay. the sexy one. <laughs> I, every time she did anything on screen, I think I like made you mean some Kate comment. <laughs> yes, it was. Just, was that Kate? Hudson? It was Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, the Kate Hudson one. Like, why <laughs> did we have a weirdly sexy panda who starts like tying him up without his consent? And it's a traditional ribbon dance. Uh-huh. This is, you, look, we know pandas. 
don't mate very well. So anything that's going to get them to mate, I am all for. Even in weird, <laughs> slightly non-consenting, see, actually non-consenting cartoon forms. Yeah, just everything about her just pissed me off. Yeah, she was very annoying. <laughs> and it kind of... So so there are a few problems that kind of sort of came together right at the end for me. Mm-hmm. So there was the panda who it was heavily intimated uh, was disabled. Uh, the one that just made a noise and had bad teeth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That one I was like, ooh, Yeah, so boy. I had a lot of problems. But he gets his teeth fixed. Yeah, okay. And that is where I have a lot more problems. <laughs> By an act of non-consenting violence from, from May. And suddenly he's sexy. It's um, a joy. So, so the problem I have with this, um, and I've actually been writing about this topic a lot this week in a journal article, mm. um, is you know, depictions of disabled characters... Uh, are often malevolent, so the that uh, they're basically made to be ugly on the outside to show their ugliness on the inside, and they are punished or cured, which are both just as problematic because mm. either they're punished because you know they can't you know be in the world because they're disabled, and the world is not made for disabled people, which is the social model of disability, mm. uh, which is quite horrible, but that is. Um, the way that the world is currently constructed is, you know, the world isn't made for disabled bodies. We mm. have stairs, uh, we have bright, shiny lights, we have lots of noise. I find it horrible as a disabled person myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had that issue um, where he was shown um, to be, you know, they were kind of laughing at him. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we have the cured trope of disability where suddenly the thing that makes him different mm-hmm. um, vanishes and he can be embraced by society or embraced by the sexy panda. Yeah. And the problem with both tropes is th- is that they both say, yeah, there's not a place for disabled people. Mm. It's not, it's not allowed. And I, I know it, it does. I'm but sure Poe so- learned that there's a place for him and that's with others of his kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Robert. As long as Holand. <laughs> yes, yes, Robert. And that might be a problem. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that one out there. But I do think it's really... Uh, some people might be listening to this going, I just wanted a fun review about a movie about pandas. Why are you talking about disabled, Rep? Because it's, it's, it's in this film as like a throwaway joke. And that's not really yeah, good. If all of your rep is, aha, look at that disabled person, let's laugh at them. That is not good representation. Yeah. I have very rarely seen any positive representation. In fact, the only positive rep of a disabled person I've seen this year in mm. any sort of film was 13 The Musical. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. You watched that? I did. <laughs> It was fine. Uh, it, it was it, fine. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll check it on. Yeah. In Look, fact, everyone hated it. I thought it was enjoyable. I wouldn't go back to watch it, but it was fine. There is a DreamWorks animation which does, I would say, have some fairly positive disabled rep. That's How true. to Train Your Dragon. How to Train okay, Your yeah, Dragon. Okay, I'm behind this one. Okay. Oh, well, when, when we do the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. We'll, Can we we'll... please do it in 3D? <laughs> because that film in 3D that, is oh my... actually oh, I'm here for that. jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Okay. Well, look, we normally let the audience pick, but <laughs> I, might, just I might just have to slip in a How to Train Your Dragon at some point in the next We're going to reunite for this film. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll get, we'll get that done because I'm in the mood for it now. <laughs> like DreamWorks needs to redeem itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. It doesn't need to redeem yeah. itself because, like we said, it's it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine, fine. with a capital F. It's... Yeah, I, I, it's interesting actually how the second film, you know, it had a transphobic joke, and now the third film has a disabled joke. It's like they've got their one thing that they're like, we're going to be super problematic with this thing. In the first film, they were way more problematic with the fat yes, jokes, yes, though. But were. that was because it was plot relevant. Um, well, they made it plot relevant, I should say. Um, 
hey, we've almost gone this whole review without talking about the villain. And I think that's quite fitting, given that he was forgotten by all the characters in the film at the beginning. He's a really forgettable villain. Yeah, General Kai. He's, um... He's, yep, he's, he's bad. He's not Gary Oldman. He's J.K. Simmons. And J.K. Simmons is fine, and he's got a good, like, deep, threatening voice. But I didn't care about him, and I think it's partly because the film sets it up where it's like, oh, you don't have to care about this guy. It's like, it's the third Kung Fu Panda film. You know he's bad. You know he's going to get beat. Like, yeah. it, they, they didn't try and do much more with it, except for the odd bit of dialogue where characters going, sorry, who are you? And him being like, oh, it frustrates me. That was fun. That's that's his only um, kind of characteristic besides... Yeah. See, funnily enough, plot. every time he was on the screen, I wanted the villain from Anastasia to show up. Yeah, because of, of the eyes. Because of the eyes, because yeah. of the green. And there was a bit of dialogue at one point. I'm like, you know what? You know who'd be good right now? That guy from Anastasia. He'd be nice as a bad guy right now. Would you like to have seen Jack Black going, Grandmama, it's me, the Dragon Warrior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he can get his little flo- flowy cloak thing and he can yeah. drop it to the floor dramatically. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. Look, this this film is is fine. I think we've, we've hit... <laughs> We've hit on what this film I mean, is. What can it, you it's, say? I, there isn't much more. I mean, I think we've got about as much more to say about this as Lucy Liu had to say in the film, <laughs> which is not a lot. Um, but but it's it's a good time. And uh, before we get to the scores, I do have a few skerricks of trivia. So would you like some trivia? You found some skerricks. Okay. Yes, delightful. Uh, all of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, the first bit of trivia is that. In order to get a feel for how pandas live, the filmmakers went directly to China's biggest panda preserve in Chengdu. While they were there, the filmmakers noted that pandas rolled to get to places and incorporated that into the movie. Is that the place that does all the great panda videos when the keepers are like trying to clean up behind them and the pandas are just rolling around on top of them? Yeah. They're my favourite videos. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, it feels like, oh... We're making the third of these panda films. Should we go see a panda? Like it, it, I, I'm, <laughs> Finally, I, they did their research. I mean, they, they did feel like they did their research in a lot of aspects of films. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they went, no, we tried really hard to learn about pandas. But I like that, that they went to a place where there was a society of pandas to try and build their own society of pandas. And the panda village was quite fun. Hmm. I, I didn't have any issues with it. Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> Every time. I mean, yeah, but they're pandas. They're built for that climate. I don't think they're built for that cold. <laughs> they, like, they, they're up pretty freaking high. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had lifts. They had little they had little. I guess waistcoats. they still had grass there for some ex- inexplicable I've reason. Gotta say, though, by the time we got to that village, it felt like... Um, the plot of um, Shang-Chi was stolen from this movie. <laughs> like, there were certain I mean, aspects. That, I'm like, I've seen this recently. That, that that idea of the the secret hidden village in the yeah. like the Shangri La story mythos like I mean that's been around for forever yeah sure <laughs> yeah. I was like hey let's have another trope uh, four of Angelina Jolie's children uh, were voice extras in this film maybe slightly proving our point that you can just stick anyone in to say some lines were they the kids <laughs> uh, yeah uh, four of her kids uh, they were um, the voice extras when Poe talks to the pandas about the game plan. So they were the ones that were like eating the stuff. They made those noises. Uh, so that was um, lip uh, smacky noises. Yes, that was uh, Shilo, Pax, Knox, and Zahara Jolie Pitt. Masticator two. <laughs> Masticator. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It's Masticator. He used to chew up his enemies. 
Oh dear! Um, did you ride on this? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. They they got me to punch it up uh, a bit like Charlie Kaufman punching up the second film. They they uh, they got me in. I noticed Guillermo del Toro was like an executive. Guillermo producer. del Toro is an executive producer of every DreamWorks picture that came out uh, in the that time period because he had a deal with them and he would just look over story points mm. and. Uh, and you know, he'd hold them at gunpoint. We had a deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. You love films. Yeah, I do. Now show me this one. Make Where's it scary. <laughs> Added a monster. Yeah. <laughs> this is for the boys. Yeah. Okay, okay. Jade? Nah, make them zombies. What? Jade zombies. You heard me. Okay, Mr. Del Toro. We'll do it. <laughs> this movie was originally scheduled to release on the 23rd of December, 2015, but the studio delayed releasing it to avoid directly competing the little film that came out in December 2015 called Star Wars Episode 7. Uh, they went, hmm. That's fair. Let's not. I wouldn't want to compete with that. People might realise we're just a Star Wars ripoff in some respect. <laughs> just like Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's only room for one of these this month, and it's the one called Star Wars. So get out of here, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, yeah, I, I do seem to remember you. your choices in the cinema at that time mm. were pretty limited. Uh, because of, of just yeah. how much everyone was expecting that Star Wars film to blow up, like was, a Death what Star. Was that, what was the other film that came out there? There was something that came oh, out that same. Yeah, week, the, I the, the, was it? It wasn't. Was it a rom com or was it? Uh, yeah, it had the two. No, it had two female leads. Um, I want to look it up. Please, like, please look oh, it up. There's not many films I'll like that. It. No, but but I think it was like specifically they put it out at that time because they're like, yeah. what's the not Star Wars film? Uh, the one with two women as the lead. Apparently, was what they chose. Well, Star Wars did not have two women as leads at any point, so. What do the girls go watch while the boys are watching Star Wars? But that's exactly what the argument was. That's so dumb. I know. That's so sexist. Because the girls were watching Star Wars. Because everyone was watching Star Wars. Yeah. It wasn't an identity thing. It was just you had dollars and eyes. Go to the cinema. Yeah, and if they if they want to uh, say that Star Wars is for boys, they can come and meet my lightsaber. Sisters? That might yes. be Yes. Sisters, we have discovered, was the film starring Tina Fey... And Amy Poehler. Yes. That, that was the film that I remember being at the cinemas where it's like, as, as Sarah said, um, what are the girls going to watch? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how I said it and why I said it. It's almost exactly how you said In it. In that tone, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, and, and so uh, long story short, probably a good idea to move Kung Fu Panda 3 if you've got a fight with both Star Wars Episode 7 and Sisters. And, 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 and Pixar's finest film, the Good Dinosaur, which what? came out the week after. That Titan of Cinema was the same. I feel like month? I missed out by watching Star Wars twice. <laughs> uh, we're doing that one next year, Star Wars Episode 7. Do I get to be on this oh, one again? I we're going to say The Good Dinosaur. It's like, oh, I'll watch that in 3D with you. I've been on at least three Star Wars. Star that... Wars. Yeah, we, we will see. As long as I'm on Rogue One. The last bit of trivia, maybe. <laughs> yes. The last bit of trivia is that this is the first time that any major American animated feature film had been co-produced uh, with a Chinese firm. One third of the movie was made in China and the rest was made in the United States at DreamWorks Animation Studios. So you're saying that the previous two films were not? No. Cool. I mean, we, Representation! We, well, yeah, I mean, we established that the first film was really liked by the, the Chinese cinema audience and that to the point where there was a Chinese culture board going, why aren't we making films like this? Why are the Americans <laughs> making really good, look how great China films is and we're not. Uh, but yeah, the third film was the first one where it was a, a sort of joint co-production. And even then, one third. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, now now they are making their own films, mm-hmm. and they're making them in English and <laughs> selling them back to us. Yes, good. <laughs> so, so good good for them. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> I hope. Uh, but uh, it's time to score the film. Oh. And uh, Sarah, it was your first time watching Kung Fu Panda 3D. Uh, so, what score are you going to give it out of ten? Okay. So this film wasn't as bad as the first one, but it wasn't as good as the second one. Mm. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it in that tone of voice every time. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, so because it was fine, I am going to give it um, five Jade Masters out of ten. You have managed to score it exactly halfway between what you gave one and two. Yeah, so, dude. Well, that was intentional. Well done. Amazing. Uh, what about yourself, Robert Woods? I'm going to give it six dumps in my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, there were a lot of dumplings in this film, or as Rob calls them, dumps. <laughs> I love how in the previous one we had the um, the shitting dragon, yeah. and then this time we had dumps in the mouth dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, we, we did... Uh, have some uh, thematically appropriate food to to watch this and uh, <laughs> didn't the, even think of that. Yeah, well, Yeah, but it was um, it was very tasty. And yeah, I was looking at the dumplings in this film, going, oh, "We should order dumplings." That mm. I did. Yeah, I, I thought ahead. I regretted not <laughs> buying dumplings. That's <laughs> what really good. That's why Rob is the cinema expert. He he knows how to match the the palate to what he's watching. Uh, for me, this this film's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really is all you can say about this film. It's fine. Uh, go and watch it. You'll you'll have a fine time. Uh, so I am going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it five. It's fines out of ten. <laughs> We've said it at least that many times. Yeah, it's it's new drinking game. Every time we say it's fine, yeah. have a shot. Yeah, and look, it's yeah. They they did a a good job. They they didn't cock it up. Which I think you can see in quite but a lot they of They did not films. cock it up either. But, yeah, it's fun. And, you know, I, I am reminded, Stephen, you're 32. Perhaps you're thinking too seriously about this, this film that is predominantly made for children. But I think it's because the, fir- the first two were better films, I think. I, I think they were better constructed. This did feel, despite the fact that it had maybe the longest production time, because it was five years, mm. a five year gap between two and three it did feel a bit like a rush job. It did feel like they kind of went, ah, we'll, we'll do this, we'll do that, and it'll all work out. Maybe something else got cancelled. Like, oh, what are we going to do instead? I know, Kung mm. Fu Panda 3D. Uh, uh, like... This is clearly always in the works. <laughs> I will say, since 2016, when I last would have seen this film in the cinema, um, like, the whole series just blends together. Um, and it wasn't until watching this one that I could like differentiate. Oh, this is this. I, I knew this was the one with all the pandas in it. I knew that that was the last one. But like the basic story and the characters and stuff from all the films, they're all a mush in my head. That's mm. like the the passage of time is just kind of rolled into a little ball of kung a fu panda, panda <laughs> and uh, just sitting in there. And um, it mostly. Not forgettable, but not, Look, <laughs> not, not the most be, memorable thing. I won't be thinking about these films after we're done here. No. They're well, just like entertaining for when you're watching them. Yeah. If you like chuck it on um, yeah. in the background. Well, or Sarah, you've got kids, just stick them in front of it. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I'm babysitting. <laughs> Stephen, yeah? your future children. Yep. 
This is what I'm doing to them. You're going to make them watch Kung Fu Panda? No, I'll watch them. we'll watch something better. <laughs> I can't even do that because you know what? I need to enjoy whatever Why would you? Why watching. would you do that when there's How to Train Your Dragon? Exactly. Just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Or Shrek 1. Like, come on. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. Or The Good Dinosaur. No, Anastasia. No. Look... The good dinosaur has its qualities, mm. but we'll get to that one day. Maybe. We will get to that. We will get to <laughs> have it. Have fun with that. I'm not on. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, you have just finished uh, your own journey. I have. Uh, much like Poe becoming the dragon warrior and learning how to be his true self. I have become the Kung Fu watcher. You've become the Kung Fu watcher. Um, how, how do you feel now in, in the afterglow of the third and final film? W- was this a, a good experience? <laughs> was fine (laughs) (laughs) look i knew coming in that i probably wouldn't enjoy it in fact i remember saying this to you at least five times while you begged me to be on this Mm. Um, no one else please no (laughs) i need you hands and knees like you're like you need to be on this uh so i gritted my teeth and went okay i can i can bear it and i can do it i don't regret saying yes okay um i don't not regret it okay (laughs) like this experience has been a good way to talk to friends and it's maybe just reaffirmed some of your views about certain types of films yeah i mean look i have nothing against animation i just have something against bad animation and i think we all do i just feel like (laughs) you've just got standards that maybe a little bit higher than than say mine it's gotta look pretty Mm. it's like it's got to be interesting it's got to fit you know what you're watching like you know that i have a fear of puppets right and muppets yeah i really enjoyed the dark crystal Mm. i thought that was like it was fitting the 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 style to the story it Mm. worked in this one like yeah it could only really be an animation but you didn't really need to tell the story in the first place Mm. so like maybe someone else can do better (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I think that's fair. And um, yes, well, well done. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think about that. Yes, well, you, you did make it through all three. So well <laughs> done. Uh, you may now open the scroll that shows you a reflection of yourself. Uh, oh, I have found my inner peace. Yes. I can use the force. Yep. And we, we, call all it sorts of we call it chi. Other horrible stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Robert. And Sarah, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. In 3D! 3D! Yes, the first time we've watched a film in 3D. Hopefully um, not the last. Yes, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's a gimmick. I'm not saying after <laughs> 280 odd of these, we're starting to do them in 3D just to keep the franchise alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, it, but it was a fun experience. Um, one we probably won't do for a little bit, but I'm sure we'll, we'll do another 3D film soon. Um... But yeah, it was fun. Um, There's not really much more I can add to 3D when we're in audio. Maybe we'll do one of these with those uh, surround sound microphones. Oh yeah, I'll mix it in Atmos. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll mix it so it sounds like we're sat around you (laughs) talking about the film. The binaural episode. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, maybe that will be an exclusive for our patrons because we have a Patreon. Uh, If you go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast, you can potentially get bonus binaural episodes if we ever do them in the future, but you can definitely get bonus features, goodies, and help us pick the films. Uh, One of our patrons did select Kung Fu Panda as a trilogy. Um, Who was it? I hate you so much. Who was it? It was was Jason Dolly. Jason! Jason, I... I so beautifully put forward... (laughs) 
Chuck Wook's Vengeance trilogy. Mm. I gave it to you on a platter. Mm. And and Richard Linklater's Before trilogy. <laughs> and you chose Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did choose Kung Fu Panda. Oh, and uh, look, just try again next year, Rob. That's, that's all I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. Yeah. I'll keep trying to add classy... Yes. Beautiful films. It, it's you putting those ones in. It's Simon suggesting Star Trek 2 and 4. We'll see which one of you wins, I guess, eventually. Well, I, at least one. eventually we will be able to watch the DVD that's been sitting there that, teasing me this whole time, going, I'm so good, why aren't you watching me? Which is everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I thought you were talking about The Master, which... No, I'm talking about the one <laughs> I can see in my vision right now. All oh, right, The yes. really good one. Yes, okay, well... Uh, it's very good. Yeah, mm. but maybe we'll watch it one day, every day. All at the same time. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, but yes, these trilogies were, were picked by our audience. They were also voted for by our friends over at Facebook. Uh, you can go to Facebook and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And you can get um, information about the program. You can get a cool little picture of us in 3D glasses that'll be going up there in a few Ooh, days. So cool. Uh, sorry, it will have gone up a few days ago. I've just remembered how time works. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, you can see that. And you can also vote in polls, all that sort of thing. Uh, just search for us over on Facebook. And finally you can subscribe. There's a new episode each and every week and you can get that straight into your ear holes without even thinking about it. You can just go, I want this to turn up once a week and it will. Just go to Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever you choose, hit subscribe and we will oblige. But that is all for this week. So until next time, but for the last time, skadoosh, everybody. Skadoosh. Uh, okay. Skadoosh. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's a fine skadoosh. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.